Okay. You're listening to the dollar. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week. If anyone has to go to the bathroom, go to College graduate. Picture taker. Porch. Pull a rubber. Flagging that one right away. Next time you come over my house. Dave Anthony. Here's a story from American history. Come on, bud. We're almost there. <laughs> to a guy <laughs> named Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Porch puller up. Other people say, why aren't you listing all of your accomplishments? I believe you have. I mean, we're getting to porch puller upper and garbage taker outer. Did you ever, did you ever pull up a, a deck? Yeah, I have. What, what the fuck? All right, that's. Miss, we're going to need to have a one on one. Yeah, this is. But with a lot of friends here. A lot of friends. We're going we're gonna to need you to stop shouting. Let's get into it right away. That's it. We love you, but it'll get distracting, and I like to talk to people. A couple of you guys uh, cut in line, I saw. So on social media, that's for you. Okay. Aren't you on socialist media now? What? You're on socialist media now, I thought. Okay. June 12th, 1799. That's a Prince song. It was a Prince song. Prince was murdered. Okay, keep. Don't let me divert. I don't want to distract. Josiah Harlan was born in Chester County, Pennsylvania. All right. All right, Chester County in the house. All right. He was the ninth of ten children. Okay, so seven died. I couldn't find out how many, I couldn't find out how many guys. Six to seven. Yeah, I think. Set the over under at six. At least it's four. It has to be. It's ten. You're playing odds at that point. You're like, we want to have three kids, so we're having 15. We just want to have three workables. His parents were Quakers. Sure. And he was raised in a very religious and strict home. Okay. Like Quakering. Yeah. Wow. His dad was a merchant in uh, the city of Philadelphia. Great. That's where we are. A few of his siblings would follow dad into that line of work, but Josiah wanted something more. Well, that's always a problematic sentence. Now, jo Josiah's mother died when he was 13 okay. and left all the kids. $2,000 inheritance each. Okay. Each, every, it's a every really good amount, of, good amount of scratch, yeah. Which I guess apparently we say all the time, people say. <laughs> but it was a lot of money back then. It's just, your kids don't appreciate it. Now it's like, $2,000. Mm. Fucking throw in the gutter. Back then, yeah. 
Two iPhones and a smoothie. No, it used to matter. Josiah responded to his mother's death by Here we go. diving into reading. Got into books. Okay. Someone went inside. Sure. Right. Uh, so. <laughs> turned inward. Okay. That can also be damaging. By the time he was 15, he was reading medical books, books about famous Greeks, books about prophets. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a little bit of a dicey combo we're slicing there. I don't, uh, the ingredients aren't making something I'm excited to eat. Let's just say that. He learned how to read Latin and Greek. Okay, that's valuable. And became fluent uh, in speaking French. Okay. Fluent in French. All right. This is all just a kid reading books. And from just reading? Well, your mom's How do you, yeah, like, I'm going to get into something. Okay. Well, I'm going to learn French. We all grieve differently. See you guys. Uh, au revoir. I'm getting into bondage. He really became absorbed by stories of Alexander the Great. Okay. <laughs> Alexander the Great became his hero. Uh, I don't know if you want that guy's poster on your wall. Everybody, everybody needs a hero. Yeah. How about a guy that accomplished something? Yeah. <laughs> Josiah grew up uh, to be very tall. He was over six feet. He was quite handsome. He impressed everyone he came across and was considered an intelligent, ambitious, and a bit arrogant. Okay. Well, he knew French. You're supposed to be. <laughs> Comes with it. That was the bit. Chapter 8. This man bad because he was convinced that he would achieve great things. Sure. Much like Alexander the Grand. Okay. What? That's... I'm, I'm a little worried. Why? I don't know if that's who your hero should be. Be fine. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think so. This is a great story. I don't think it is. Don't think it is. Doubt it highly. Learn to love. Nope. Nope. Josiah and his brothers all had an adventurous streak. I mean, you really are laying down some groundwork here. Just little flags, sprinkling little flags to and fro. Little flag flakes. More than one of them chose to head out into the world and explore exotic locations. Okay. Uh, I'm waiting for this wave to turn. I'm just waiting for it to crash. Josiah's brother Richard worked as a doctor in India. And when Richard returned to America, he brought back exciting stories of his experiences, and this made Josiah really want to go away also. Okay. So... Richard set up a job for Josiah on a ship to Calcutta. It's going to be quite a ride, right? Calcutta? Takes a little time. A ship? Yeah, it's a little bit of time. What are we talking? Two, three hours? <laughs> it's, like, it's like driving from Philadelphia to New York. Nine million times. <laughs> That's different. You added a nine million at the end. Uh, it's probably six months or something. Oh my a god! Year. A year! To get there in six months. What, what, uh, what if you don't like it? What if you're like, oh, I don't like this? Oh, fuck! Shit, turn around! I'll be 40, but it's fine. Shit! My life! I, honestly! Two years here, two years back! May as well be jailed! I didn't do that back then. Back then, you're like, ah. 
fucked up my life. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, wish they had brochures. This is what I do now. Uh. I live on a ship that I hate. <laughs> Trivago! <laughs> so... We've talked. We've talked about this. <laughs> We've talked about this. <laughs> Fool us once. Fool me can't get fooled again. In 1820, Josiah found himself employed on a merchant ship sailing to India and China and back. He was 21 years old. Okay. To leave, can you think, and drink. <laughs> yeah. You, well, uh, you I mean. Drink on the ship, but until then. <laughs> no way. No, no, it was totally illegal. Uh, no way. No way. There's, that's not true. And I don't know anything, and that's not true. There is no way they were like, we're going to need to see some ID. Hold up how many you are. All right, your story checks out. He looks good for 50. In the ship's bar. Okay. The ship's and, bar. And deli counter. And deli what? They would I be. Uh, really? Uh, deli counters. There's a deli counter. No, there's not. All, all fish in the 18 minutes of deli counter. You're losing me. You walk in and they'd be like, you want boar's head? What do you want? Yeah, I'll do boar's head on a poppy seed and... <laughs> Uh, fresh tomatoes. And, you know, I'll take a cappuccino, too. <laughs> okay. Right, you glad we don't live in the 1700s. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> when there was no deli bar, you just see out of a bucket. <laughs> Which is very true, probably. <laughs> nice bucket tonight, wasn't it? Good bucket, I thought. Nice bucket. <laughs> Good slop tonight, eh? Yeah, good slop, yeah. Nice buckety slop, yeah. We're talking about the slop. Oh man, it was so nice tonight. Great slop. Yeah, I could have been shitting for eight weeks. Oh yeah, same mate, same, yeah. Oh yeah, mate, yeah, yeah. Same bucket, yeah. But oh man, tonight slop. Tonight slop. Oh mate, nah, 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 not me, no. Live forever, mate. Sometimes I just bleed. We all just bleed sometimes. You ever feel not so fresh? Yeah. We're all dying on this boat. Uh, so he comes back from his year journey. He fucking loved it. Okay. Um, so he immediately started preparing for another voyage. That is a pattern with these ship yeah, people back then. Right. They just are like, gotta get back out to that horrible nightmare. But also, like, they live in this, in this little tiny place, and then they go out and they see India and China, and they're like, holy shit. Right. Okay. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I get leaving. Oh. Everything's fine. Who did that? Dave, don't do this. Remember, these people have batteries. Well, you know, it is hard. It is hard 
to, to do that in a joking fashion. Because I think there's no way to throw a battery without someone being like, that was fucked up. No. You can't really do... I'm surprised they don't have all the Nerf batteries. Yeah. Oh, you guys should get Nerf batteries. That would be the solution to Philly's problems. And Eagles and the Eagle games. so much money selling Nerf batteries. Phone batteries. Get your aggression out, but don't go to jail for it. Phone batteries. Only in Philadelphia. So tonight is preparing to go on his next voyage, and that's when he meets Elizabeth Swift. Batteries. They're fake. They're fake batteries. So. All right. So for those of you, for those of you listening, uh, as soon as we said that. Uh, stuffed batteries were thrown on stage. And so, this is like Shark Tank because is there anything proprietary to this? We can license these. I'm not talking about selling them, but I'm starting to just selling the license. We'll give you $80,000 for 15% of this company, but we want a dollar per battery in perpetuity. Thank you. Insane. So he falls in love. Right, the story. Now <laughs> he's preparing uh, for this next journey. Who does he fall in love with? Elizabeth Swain. But he was already in a relationship with yep. the sea. Yeah. <laughs> he was very, very in love. Started writing poetry for her. Okay. They got engaged. Sure. The plans to marry when he returned from his next voyage to India and China. Oh, boy. Gonna need to put a pin in that, it feels like. Off the way. Okay. But when he got to Calcutta, he received a notice from his brother. He learned that Elizabeth had not only broken off their engagement, but she was already married to someone else. Well, it's hard to notify. She, well, she went uh, hot into the next one. Sure, yeah. But, I, I mean, there's no way to say we're broken up if a guy goes away on a ship for a year. You can say I'll wait until he gets the letter. What, where are you sending the letter? To boat? <laughs> Fuck. Dear boat. <laughs> there's no way. But Richard, I didn't know this was Calcutta. I mean, look, I'm, it's not... Look, I'm a little on her side as far as being unable to communicate that she thought this was over. I mean, she, you know, no. she, couldn't say, she couldn't change the status to it's complicated and have him be like, oh, what the fuck? What the hell's going on there? Well, Josiah was heartbroken. Okay. Yes. Sure. And like most young dudes in, in this situation... Oh, boy. He vowed never to step foot in America again. Okay, so he's, he's blaming the country. He's like, fuck that, fuck that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Horrible shit happens there. All right. Boy, he took it on the chin. He wrote a lot, and in his writings, he used the word solitude over and over and over and over and over. He became aloof and a loner. Okay. So he's taking it well. I'm just picturing at that point that you're rhyming solitude with solitude a lot. 
Yeah. And that's like when you like a rap song and you notice that the guy's like rhyming B a bunch and you're like, wait, that's not as good. <laughs> Thank you. He... So he started looking, I mean, this is his first love, so, right? It's a big deal. He started looking sure. for more and more exciting adventures and found an opportunity with the British East India Company Army. What? It's a good, good company, solid. They got a nice health plan and stuff. Okay. <laughs> so does Congress. <laughs> I know, these guys. I mean, come on, get something done. Repeal the health care already. We're all dying. Um, the East India Company was about to uh, enter war in Burma, basically invade, and expand the British Empire, so they needed surgeons. Okay. Uh, now, Josiah, of course, had read a lot of medical books. Yeah. Yeah, well, he operates in French and English. Right, yeah. and Greek. And Greek. So he thought this would be a good place to go because also Burma is far away from Elizabeth. Sure. So he managed to convince the medical board he was a surgeon. <laughs> That's the secret. Manifesting. Yeah, I am just, a surgeon. If you just fucking act like you're a surgeon... Yeah. People are going to be like, well, no one's Come gonna... on, get that IV in him. Let's go. Scalpel. Come on. Oh, I don't work here yet, but I should. This guy's good. This guy's Who great. Who is this guy? This guy's a go-getter. I mean, if you just act like you're a surgeon, no. people aren't going to be like, he can't be faking it. No. You just fucking act like it. And they're like, yeah, this guy's a surgeon. Oh, look at that. Forceps. <laughs> Very familiar. <laughs> Have you heard of five-seps? <laughs> I'm actually working on a five-sep. It's a higher... Uh, Grab a. Mm -hmm. I'm a doctor, so no questioning that. Sutures, big player. I think. I don't know about you guys, but I think sutures are good. Stitching helps, you know. Stitch them up, I've said. Get it out, stitch them up, get them out, move them on, bring in a new one. That's what I say as a doctor, which I am. So he was... He was appointed as a surgeon to the Calcutta General Hospital. But because the East India Company suffered heavy losses in the war and from disease... Josiah also at times had to fight with the uh, Bengal artillery. So he's out there also fighting Well, I mean, as well he's as... a general, too. I mean, he's as much a general <laughs> as he is a surgeon. <laughs> this was the first taste of actual, uh, first taste of actual battle, and uh, he took away some skills from the battlefield. Okay, such as? Doing... Team building? Stabbing. stabbing team building? Shooting? Ordering? <laughs> sure. And throwing stuff? Throwing, sure. Okay. Are you sure that... And, and going like, around that way. They don't just give anyone that job. He fought in the brutal battle of Prome. Sure, sure. I think that's absolutely right? no the one right gives policy a shit. there, sir. No one if fucking no one knows. has any objections, we're going to prune it from now on. 
I'm just waiting for one Burmese guy to say, fuck you, it's not. Well, we lost our Burmese fan. Way to go. Uh, British forces beat the poorly equipped Burmese in hand-to-hand combat. So it was some serious fucking business. I mean, it was maybe a little Burmese-y. <laughs> the- Here come the batteries! The war ended in 1826 with the British victorious. Thank God. Yes, thank God for them. Uh, Josiah was then assigned to a city north of Delhi, but he was a little over the East India Company. Hilariously, it, it changed it to Eat India Company. <laughs> That's a, actually a great restaurant. <laughs> good Balties. So around this time, he read a history book about a Westerner who had gone to Afghanistan in 1809. And at this point, very few people from the West had ever gone to Afghanistan. So Josiah started dreaming of making the journey like his hero, Alexander the Great. There's been a bit of a time gap. Between Alex? Yeah. And uh, Josiah? Yeah. Doesn't matter. You can still fucking ride in with a bunch of elephants and shit. And Things whatever. change. You know. What's you can... Afghanistan like right now? Uh, very uh, a feudal. Society. Okay. Uh, well, here we'll go into it right here. Okay, he loved, great. No, why don't you read it? He I'll, loved, I'll, and I'll listen. How about that? Let's do it that way. You probably got some facts. <clears throat> Josiah loved the idea of a feudal society where tribal chiefs battled for supremacy. Like any normal 27-year-old, he started dreaming of heading to this largely unknown land and carving out his own kingdom. Kingdom? Yep. Uh, when I was 27, I tried to take over part of North Dakota. I guess the thing is that you're just not brought up with the ambition to be king anymore. You're not. And it's something that if you're just like, fuck it, maybe. Why don't, why don't people take, because in America people always say, you can be whatever you want to you be. Why don't we start taking that shit literally? I want to be the king of Afghanistan. Yeah. Well, um, Todd, maybe... You said anything! Yeah, I did, and... But a lot of the kids are saying hockey player, astronauts. I want to be king of Afghanistan. It's part so, of it. So specific. The Northeast. <laughs> Just the Northeast part? I like mountains. Uh. I'm going to sell opium to Americans on the street. Okay, well, why don't we... <laughs> the worst thing is I feel like you're going to, Josiah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into that part. <laughs> so obviously, obviously, she shouldn't have broken up with him. Right? No, no. This is why. Yeah, this is why you don't ghost people. Shatters them. You seeing anyone? Afghanistan. Yeah, I'm uh, the king of uh, an area. <laughs> so Josiah was very serious. He began preparing. By first starting to learn Hindi and Farsi. Jesus, it's really... It's getting in there. Yeah. Then in the summer of 1826, he quit the East India Company and got permission to remain in India from the Governor General, Lord Amherst. His plan was to go to Punjab and find out where the tribal chiefs had power outside of the British reach. Okay. <laughs> Wait. What? Uh- <laughs> He's going rogue. <laughs> well, he's going, he's going to find, get some information about where the British won't be, and then he can uh, become a king. <laughs> it's, again, just the, guy, the first guy to think of something kind of obvious. 
I'm just gonna be king of an area. Oh boy. <laughs> what? Uh, you got some aces. So he made his way to a British border outpost on the border of Punjab. Sure. And British India. So he's right on the edge there, right? Uh, he hoped to work for Ranjit Singh, who was at the time the Maharaja, Maharaja of Punjab, right? So he's the fucking king shit. He's the top dog. Okay. He's killing it. He's like top Singh. He's top what? Sikh. Sikh? He's a Sikh, yes. right? Singh. No, Singh. Sure. Are they Sikhs? They're Sings. Uh, Sikh Singh? Uh, I'm sorry. Hello? Sikh? I would say Sikh. He's the, key, but he's then the you king. He just threw a bunch of other things at me. And I'm, he's the King Singh. Top Singh. King's, king Singh Top Singh? Is that a game show? Is that a spinoff of The Voice? He's the leader of the Sikhs. He's the leader of the Seas? The Sikhs. Sikh the, the Sikhs. Okay, so he's. Great. He's I'm the, not even gonna. He's the he's the he's the uh, top of the Sikh Empire, which sure. is this point rules a big, big part of uh, India and uh, Pakistan. Right. right. But we all know that. You guys knew that. I didn't have to fucking go into that shit. It's Philly. Uh, he, uh, Ranjit, had been fighting in war since he was ten, so he's so, pretty awesome. Yeah. He's the take no shit kind of dude. Is okay. Is that awesome? I like how that to you is awesome right away. I'm a big fan of what's, whatever's happening here. He became ruler at, uh, when he was just 21. As a general uh, rule, Ranjit did not let Westerners into Punjab, mostly because he had seen what white people had done when they entered an area. Well, that's not fair. That's not fair. That, that's not fair, because... Uh, if, if... I think if you look back, you'll find that white people have done a lot. A lot. People. For white people. For white people. Did I not finish that correctly? No. Oh, no, sorry. For white people. Yeah. No, as far as white people go, white people love white people. Oh, but this is actually in Afghanistan. So, no, he's right to do that. Because of all the killing. Well, this is, the, I think, the first guy that has taken our, uh, one of our mottos, which is don't talk to white people. Yeah. We're um, going to build a wall. Keep the whites out. He thought the less whites knew about Punjab, the better off Punjab so would be. He's just a genius. Yeah. He's just come up with the formula. Yeah. Out. It's not a lot of rules, just no whites. Fuck it's beef. kind of fight clubby. First rule, no whites. Second rule, no whites. And if it's your first night in Punjab, you have to wipe. The captain in charge of the British border post was named Claude Wade, and he thought Josiah was a very impressive man. Mm. <clears throat> he said Josiah was the first classist slash botanist slash soldier of fortune he had ever met. Yes, Josiah also had read all about botany and was super into it. Well, this Josiah prophecy is about to be fulfilled. <clears throat> Josiah told Wade he wanted to study all the plant life in Punjab with the goal of, a, of publishing a book about it with a focus on flowers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, they, I do know one popular flower in the region. This mess... It's the thing we got on the bagel. On that boat earlier. That was some foreshadowing. 
Actually, what I like to call five shadowing. Layer on a five. Yeah, layered. You know, remember before with the mm-hmm. forceps. No, I got it. Like two levels to that. I got it. Like, yeah, I got boom, it. Boom, boom. You know, it's yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> got it. There's a point where, and yes, and where you just know. Well, you studied no but. I studied no but. (laughs) (laughs) So he's waiting for an answer from uh, uh, Ranjit, who has got the who's who's running the deal and not letting white people in, right? Right. And while he's waiting there, he met Shah Shuja Al Mulk, who I'm going to call Al Mulk because I can't. Yeah. Uh, he was of the Durrani. You know about the Durrani. Uh, the Durrani Empire currently in exile. Yeah, yeah, we'll get exile, to it. Yeah, obviously. Well, the Durrani Empire... Skip over the little stuff and let's just get to the meat. The Durrani Empire was basically, was basically Afghanistan and they were a uh, Muslim empire and then... So Josiah heard this guy's super rich and he decided he wanted to work for him. He's like, all right, I'll go work for that guy instead because... Because Ranjit's not answering my phone calls yeah, and shit. Yeah, well, that's the best way to do it, too. That's what he didn't do with his, his uh, estranged fiancé. So... You know, move on. Find another guy. Let's go. So he sent a letter to Al-Mulk offering, quote, a general proposition affecting the royal prospects of restoration. So he's offering to get Al-Mulk's empire back. Okay. The so empire, that's... Afghanistan. He's going to go get... It's a big promise. Afghanistan back. Philadelphia people think big. Yeah. Well, clearly no one's puzzled by that here. Everyone's like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so. Sure he is. Yeah, well, how would he it? not? I mean, probably. Uh, yeah. So when jo- Josiah arrived as, uh, at Al Mulk's palace, he discovered the exiled leader was surrounded by horribly disfigured men. Hey, welcome! Uh, These guys are fucked up, huh? Uh, hey, shut up! Shut up! Hey, shut up! Hey, welcome, man! Come on, have crab dip! We got margaritas! Let's go, huh? Uh, shut up! Shut up! Uh, shut up! These are my friends! Uh, shut up! These are some of my buddies! Come, you're gonna, by the way, you're not gonna leave here without a limb. Don't worry about that. This is all incidental. I just keep them all near the front door. Come on! Cut off his legs. Come on, let's get crab dip. Turns out, Al Mulk was not a fan of his servants and slaves letting him down. Oh, shit. When they did, he would remove a body part. Can you imagine dropping a glass? You're like, oh, my leg. No, I like my eyes. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Ears, noses, tongues, Uh, fingers, etc. Ears, noses, and tongues. Oh, my. Super, super cool parts of your body. Nose. Yeah, nose. The ear, like, that happened a lot back then. Ears, like, oh, I lost an ear. Fucking nose. Uh, tongue? Tongue. You need that. Imagine if you got to choose. Oh, no. You pick. Don't make me. I don't think you get to choose. Okay, that's cool, at least. I thought it was like Mr. Potato Head. It's such a selfie's choice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Don't make me choose between my nose and my tongue. Yeah. Josiah commented that the court uh, commented that the court was a, quote, earless assemblage of mutes and eunuchs in the ex-king's service. Sorry, sorry. So 
we left a valuable piece off of the list that's getting removed. Well, what happened? Uh, I don't know. You tell me what happened. You had me freaked out with noses and tongues. Slip. Ow. Don't, don't. That's like a big fuck up. Can I get you... the nose instead? Nope. We're going to do two noses and one tongue for Ted. You'd also cut off uh, penises. Oh, my God. Not just nuts. Smooth like a Barbie situation. Uh, my guess is it wasn't smooth like a Barbie. Slightly bumpy. <laughs> Why don't you want the crab dip? Oh, the degenerized guys. I get you. <laughs> Just some guy with no nose, eyes, and ears, and no tongue. Welcome, Bruno Pollard! Rums up and slams his head into hummus at the table because he's got no arms or dick. Well, that's the other thing, truly, though. Like, you really are... You really are making, like, already shitty staff, I guess, yeah. shittier. Yeah, I can't get better. Uh, he you're... can't carry trays since I took his leg and arm off. This guy's useless. Ah, oh, here we go. Ah, oh, damn it. What's firing? <laughs> Man, it was a bitch to watch, to work in HR for this guy. Yeah. He did what? That was because of him? He took the dick off and he put it in the guy's uh, tongue where it used to be and stitched it on. So he's got a penis tongue. Oh, I... He's getting insane. I mean, I don't, I don't even, like, lately, I'm like, what am I doing here, you know? But then I realized he took my legs and I'm like, right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good crab dip, though, I will say that. I this know! Guy, I love I don't the know. crab dip! I don't know Do what like he's throwing in that. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> You've really added the horror to this hallway. <laughs> the inside scream is never not terrifying. It's like a seal orgasm as a man's yell. You're like, no, I don't like that. No, no, no. I feel weird. So... Josiah and Al Mulk spoke to each other with what little language they had in common, a bit of India, a bit of Farsi, and Josiah made a proposition. He would organize a rebellion against Dost Muhammad Khan, who had seized the crown from Al Mulk. Okay. So Al Mulk took Josiah out on a picnic. <laughs> I mean, he had, Adorable. He also had a tender side. Huh. Why don't you and I go make a montage? <laughs> Opens up a basket. Yeah. It's just full of noses Jumping and rope. ears. <laughs> Skipping stones. Holding hands down the beach. What is this? Both slicing someone's nose off. <laughs> We're having the best time. Uh, so while they're out on the picnic, the wind blew they're down. They're out on the picnic. The wind blew down the tent. Okay, so they were having a tented picnic? Well, it's hot. They little gotta, shadier, have a top. literally. Al Mulk was furious, so he had his chief slave castrated right there. Oh my for not God. doing a good job of putting up the tent. And then he acts like you're crazy when you don't want dates. Well, that ruins a picnic. Oh, absolutely changes when the vibe. You, <laughs> you don't like cheese? No, I do. I do. I do. I do. 
His balls were, that's just crazy to watch. Isn't that crazy to watch? Am I the only one who's like, oh, watch his balls? <laughs> I love cheese. I really do. I'm just, why is my hand shaking? I don't know, because that guy's balls got cut off just now in front of me. Oh, good, the, good, the tent has never been more <sighs> secure. I would love, what is that, Munster? I love a little Munster. Oh, I don't want to spill anything, because then we know what happens to me. <laughs> Remember when that guy's balls were taken off of him? Oh, man. Good picnic, though. No notes. Not from me. I'm not one of these weird guys who's like, why were his balls cut off? That's cool. You're cool. Pound it. Pound it! Oh, not you! Not you! Not you! Not you! Not you! So Jaya was, Josiah was a bit put off. By Why? The, by the castration. Oh, well, the, it seemed a bit much to him. It did. He thought that the punishment didn't really fit the whole tent fall. Well, the tent over. fell. The tent fell. Nonetheless, Al Mulk agreed to hire Josiah, and Josiah took the job. He would get Al Mulk's empire back. Wow. That, I mean, if he cuts off balls for a tent falling, what if you can't fulfill an empire rebuild? I mean, so, what does he take off? He's like, leave the balls. Everything else has to go. <laughs> How does that? <laughs> You're going to get what we call the going out of business sale. So Josiah then had a tailor recreate the American flag <laughs> and went around recruiting mercenaries by implying he was working for the U.S. government. Now, now they're upset. Wait, wait. Now someone's stealing valor, and they're all like, "Wait, wait. a minute!" <laughs> wait, one more time. He he had a he had a local tailor make an American whip up an American flag, and then he's going around. I guess he's just like holding this it. This is be only like, hey, forty-one stars. Yeah, it's not. Oh, that'll do actually for this time. That's a little far more. Less. Far less. Okay. So he's walking around and he's basically saying he's recruiting on yeah, he's behalf. he's hiring guys and he's like, why don't you come work for the U.S.? Huh? Or me? Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Either same way. Thing. Same thing. Look same at this thing. flag. Hey, look at the flag. Huh? Come Dude. with me. Yeah, there we go. So all these guys are jumping on board. And by the fall of 1827, he had an army of 100 mercenaries. They were Afghans, Hindus, Muslims, Sikhs, but they, all they really cared about was the plunder that was being promised to them. Okay. So by now, Josiah had read all about Afghanistan, which seemed to be a place where rulers were constantly overthrown. Not just by outsiders, but also from within their families. Brothers against brothers, sons against fathers, and so on. Imagine. They were... (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) They were dominated by two families, the... uh, Durrani and the Barakzai. Uh, Al Mulk was a Durrani. He and his brother had overthrown and then blinded their brother Zaman. Okay. Wow. Al Mulk then tossed the other brother he worked with out, who then came back and overthrew Mulk. Then that brother was overthrown by the Barakazai brothers, which happened because brother number three, Zaman, ha- had the brothers, uh, the Barakazai's brother's dad chopped into little pieces. Oh, God. So it's a tit for tat kind of thing. <laughs> now, the- now, if you put the Benny Hill music to that and have someone look at the camera and go, we're like this all the time. <laughs> I'm watching. Now, the Barakzai brothers uh, ruled, but they were fighting each other. So Josiah thought this would be a great time to go in and just take over. 
Okay, it seems like a good time. It's I'm time a- to play the I'm a surgeon card, but yeah. with an empire. Right. I'm in charge. Yep. <laughs> That's it. I don't know. There's no follow-ups. <laughs> Get out. Al <laughs> uh, Mulk provided Josiah with money, and off he went to Kabul. On his way, he came across two East India Company deserters who said they were from Kentucky, but were clearly British. Yes, we're from a small area in Kentucky. Yes, right around um, Lexington. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we love our grits and our cornbread, uh, the two of us. Well, some great mates. Couple of Kentucky Ionians we are, yes, absolutely. As, As Kentucky as apples. Cheers, mate. Ah, cheer- ah, thank you, mate. Uh, yeah. Friend. Thank you, friend. Not mate. What are we, on a ship? <laughs> <laughs> We've never been one of those. <laughs> no. We're from Kentucky. <laughs> Anywho. Hello, governor. No. Huh? Got classic Kentucky saying, <laughs> hello, governor. Hello. We say that in Louis. On. <laughs> what? Louis Vuitton. It's an yeah. area we are chip, chip. building chip chips. Stop talking, both of us. Oh! oh. Hey! Hey. Anywho. Oh, I hate Tennessee. (laughs) So, these two men joined Josiah's army as well. Okay. These two Kentucky British men? Yeah. So, what is the deal there? They're just sort of like... Well, oh, they, we'll take liars. We'll take anyone. Oh, he'll take anybody at this right. point. So yeah. they're just letting these two English guys pretend they're from Kentucky. Yeah, it's he's sort like, of like bosom buddies. They're he doesn't like, care. Fine. He's like, well, there's just two more guys that'll fight, so who gives a shit? They're from Kentucky! Kentucky fighters! Rawr! Go raging cocks! What are we? What are we? Sorry, what are we? <laughs> Sorry, it's come out wrong, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. Another one of my classic faux pas. Kentucky phrase. So, he was following the path of Alexander the Great. Good Lord. I mean, I can't believe this is actually happening to him. <laughs> I mean, it sounds insane, but now he's like, yeah, getting there. I'm getting there. Now, as the trip moved on and became longer, the mercenaries became restless, and Josiah knew mutiny could happen at any time. So, to get into Kabul quicker, he decided to enter dressed as a Muslim holy man who was returning from the pilgrimage to Mecca. Bold. Bold. Audacious. But one of the fake deserter Kentucky British guys then deserted Josiah, Josiah's army and took a bunch of mercenaries with him. <laughs> and by the way, we weren't from Kentucky the whole time. Ha-ha! We're English, you fool. Couldn't you tell we didn't know any facts about the area? And our accents! Ha-ha! And- Pulled one over on you, haven't we? Our actual voices are like this. Ta-da. Yeah, hello, governor! All right. That's mine! He's still doing one for some reason. It's not... Chitty, chitty, bang, bang! No idea. Not a... Not a... <laughs> he took a fall the other day, uh... <laughs> Quite a distance. Biscuits. He likes. 
He's got to put a biscuit in his mouth every two hours. And there, he, there we are. Hello, Governor. So, this might have actually helped Josiah, though, because without a large army, he did look like a returning holy man. <clears throat> so, Josiah <laughs> makes his way to Kabul. Good Lord. And he gets there, and he's super into it. He thinks it's fucking awesome. Okay. Josiah wrote, quote, of a jewel encircled by an emerald with flowers and blossoms whose odors perfume the air. There were so many grapes at the market that he, quote, fed them to his horse. <laughs> Whoa, that's a lot of grapes. Holy shit. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, yeah, and by the way, that's a situation where the animal has no questions. That's Whoa. when you get the turkey down at Thanksgiving. They're just like, mm-hmm, I'm sure. Whatever your deal is. Yep. Probably so also, I'm going to guess, not great for a horse. Uh, well, they kill dogs. Great. Okay, good talk. I found that out. Yeah, I found no, that they- out after I gave my dog five and then spent $600. Come on. Getting them out of my dog. Come on. Not through the butthole. You could spend the... 100 a grape. <laughs> you got that Bro, fuck our you... dog really likes grapes. Don't kill him! He really likes them. Uh... Soon he met the man he had come to overthrow. Do- <laughs> Dost Muhammad Khan at his palace. By now, Josiah was fluent in Farsi, so it was all good. Very quickly, Josiah warmed to the guy he had come to overthrow. Oh, boy. Turns out Josiah has a thing for conquerors. Right. Yeah, he was like, boy. And he thought Khan was polite, modest, courteous, and very intelligent. It was the first guy Josiah had met in Asia that made him think Westerners were not better than Easterners. (laughs) A weird scale tip. He's like, I got to tell you something. Uh, you know, I've been here for a few years, and you're the first guy that th- makes me think I'm not just totally better oh, than you all you guys. Oh, you guys are great. I mean, what you guys did to the Native Americans. Right. So, just, right? You, you guys nailed it. I nailed mean, you it. guys. Nailed it. You get it. You yeah. know, I mean, it's you take, you take what you want. Yeah. <laughs> great guys. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I've been a Thank fan you. for years. I just can't believe you're. you're I like not... your earlier stuff. Uh-huh. But some of the later stuff works, too. I like... Uh, Sniff the Blanket's my favorite album. It's a good one. That's a great album. It's you guys are so... Thank you. You're awful. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love it. <laughs> you're the worst, you know? Have you heard some of our later stuff? Kill the Food Source? Oh, Kill the Food Source is good. Poison yeah. the Water. Yeah. The little, a little like Kill the Food Source, but still, I mean, different concepts. Yeah. yeah. Big fan. Thank you. Yeah, big fan. Thank you. I'd love to work with you. <laughs> Up until now. Is it too soon to talk about the genocides that white people have committed? People are out there like, aw. Come on, you guys. It, it We're only getting started. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> It's like any time I'm like, we're on the same page. You know what? What did you say? Hmm? <laughs> Just getting warmed up. The two men discussed systems of government, and jo- Josiah noticed that even though Khan was a Muslim, he still drank a lot and had a lot of prostitutes around for whenever he wanted <laughs> Dude, so to he's do... Muslim too, the better Muslim. Whenever he wanted to do butt stuff. I put that part Pardon? in. Pardon? Uh, he had a lot of prostitutes around, and then I, I thought... Butt stuff? My, my thinking was... was Probably for butt stuff. Okay. Crazy. Josiah called, Josiah called Khan's court a wild, promiscuous, shameless party. <laughs> In a good way? 
Well, yeah, I think so. It, it, so that is a positive. Yeah. That's amazing. He uh, invented spring break. <laughs> uh, but while Josiah was there, a cholera epidemic struck the city. Well, that'll kill any party. <clears throat> Josiah survived it by, quote, hard drinking and smoking drugs. Starting to come around on this guy a little bit. He was doing opium. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you beat cholera? That, that, like, cholera. Literally? Yeah, you beat so cholera you just... by dr- just fucking getting shit-faced and smoking heroin. Man. That's what you I do. mean, I got gout, but it's been fun. <laughs> around the same time, Josiah heard rumors that Ranjit Singh, who he originally wanted to work for, was now recruiting European generals. Okay. This was uh, his because opportunity. This, he, is he AWOL at this point? He's just sort of off on his Yeah, own. he's off in Kabul. He's, he's not. Right. So yeah. there's no plan for him to come back. He's found a new lover. Well, right. But now he's heard back there that, that the guy's looking for white guys. So now he's like, boy, what's going on with him? He's seeing other guys? Well, well this, this is the is guy is that was not into white people. Now he's like, I'm hiring white people. Okay. Great. Um, so he rode to the capital of Punjab. He had previously said uh, of European officers, quote, this is uh, Ranjit, German, French, or English, all of these European bastards are alike. But now he wants to hire European officers because they're bastards. Because they knew the tactics of the West and he wanted to teach them to his fighters. So it's so evil that he now wants it. Yeah, he's like, well, this is fucked up. You're the worst. I should get this. You're the worst. And I have one thing to say. Can you teach us? So, uh, so he's paying really well, too. A French, a French general was living in a mansion that Josiah called, quote, a miniature Versailles. <laughs> and the French general was excited to have a Westerner come by, and Josiah uh, was no different. He said it was a sweet gig, and once you were in, it was hard to get fired. So once you get this job working for Ra- uh, Ranjit, you're fucking set. It's like the DMV of Afghanistan. So the French general introduced Josiah to Ranjit. Finally, he has met this guy. Okay. Well, Josiah described okay. Ranjit as a very short man with one eye and a face scarred by smallpox. So, so he's as hot. far as, right. He's okay. sexy. Sure. But like in a sexy way. I well, think. smallpox is always a good look. Yeah, you especially know? if you've just got one hole yeah. where an eye was. Right. Uh, he dressed all in white and wore a diamond that he had taken from Al Mulk. Did he not put it in his eye? He did not. That's what the, move. the fuck he That's should the have. Move. Absolutely, it's totally the move. the move. It's an upgrade. Oh, eyes? You're still doing eyes? I'm doing diamonds. Diamonds. Get it? No. I don't. It I don't make either. Sense. I don't either. I've been. I had smallpox. My brain hurts. Josiah said he was a, a quote sensualist who had a passion for beautiful men and boys, a taste for laudanum, and was addicted to an alcoholic lemonade cocktail that he liked to make. He enjoyed getting his dancing girls super drunk and then having them fight each other. Was he shooting cribs? Wait, I, okay, sorry. I just have to go back a step. To mm-hmm. he had a he liked boys. As he in, had a passion for beautiful men and boys. Boys being not men, right? Younger, younger. Okay, that still actually happens there. That's still a thing. Cool. Uh, a taste for laudanum. 
So that's Laudanum, the, that's the is, alcohol with her, opium in it. Yeah, swerve. And then... Uh, <laughs> swerve. It's swerve. And then he likes an alcoholic lemonade, and then he likes... Uh, so he his, likes Mike's Hard Lemonade. Likes Mike's Hard Lemonade. Molesting boys at, are illegal. He had a taste for sensual men, and he liked women fighting. Right. And he had a hole in his eye where a diamond should have been. Right. So we've got a new character. His sexual stamina was said to be legendary. His what? Sexual stamina. His sexual stamina? Mm-hmm. So he could fuck like a one-eyed well, he's on smallpox. I mean, he's just... Uh, well, that's great that we all knew he could last a while. Well, look, dude likes to party, right? Sure, yeah, clearly. This guy... <laughs> he was right also life. an insane hypochondriac. <laughs> well, I mean, I get it. <laughs> the fuck? He's not... I mean, there's <laughs> not a lot of salads on the diet. It's just... Doctors would come to see him every day and treat him for imaginary ailments. Knowing this, Josiah emphasized that he was a doctor. Oh, no. But he, well, I mean... Gotta get an in. Right. Use what you got. Sure. Ranjit immediately demanded Josiah treat him. He then offered Josiah a military position, but Josiah passed. It's a weird offer. You're a really good doctor. Run the military? Would you like to uh, be in charge of uh, a thousand men? Have some swerve. But Josiah did not take the job. Okay. He wanted something better. Sure. Yeah. An Indian historian would write about uh, the time Josiah was here and call Josiah, quote, an incredible windbag (laughs) who convinced Rajit that he was a doctor, scholar, statesman, and soldier. Okay. So finally, after hanging around for a very long time, Ranjit offered Josiah the positioner of governor of Kurjat. Sure. Kurjat. Governor of Kurjat. Uh, which is up near Kashmir. So it's a, it's a state. It's an area. Sure. Quote, this is the offer. This is the offer? This is the offer he made. Quote, I will make you governor of Gurjat and give you 3,000 rupees a month. If you behave well, I will increase your salary. If not... I will cut off your nose. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, he's offering a raise, but sniffing will be a problem if I don't hit it. Hit your fucking quotas, man. Yeah, that's a great way to motivate. I think they're doing that in the White House now a little they're bit. Definitely they're definitely like, doing it. They're definitely doing it at Amazon. That's why you can't see Spicer anymore. That's he has what... no nose or tongue. And he's just in a bush with mismatched shoes. And now, a press conference with Sean Spicer. I think it went pretty good today. It was better than usual. I think he, he didn't embarrass himself for once, which I think is good. <laughs> but first he had Josiah tested. Ranjit made him governor of uh, two areas. There is not much information about how he did there, but one person noted, quote, the fact of his nose being entire, proved that he has done well. Oh, yeah. This guy's a winner. He's got his nose, his well, ears, no. his tongue, his penis, his balls. This guy, obviously, has quite a track record. I mean, just look at him. He's everything. He has all his bits. It's refreshing. He's got a great dick. My man goes above and beyond right here. My man goes above and beyond. I, check all, the, I check all the... I'm the parts checker. Yep. Really puts a lot of focus on the dick, I've noticed. 
I like to make sure he's doing a good job. Sure. I uh, don't talk anymore. I, I milked him. Stop it. You've been warned. In May, <laughs> in May 1832, Josiah was transferred to be governor of Gurjat. Is it weird he, that there's, at this point, I mean, he's, a, he's clearly a Westerner. Yeah, but now but, he's running. This. But is that, I mean, that, is that not strange? It is strange. It's okay. super fucking strange. But I mean, also, it sounds remember, like, like an ABC show. I think that w- right across the border, it's not a good ABC show, right it across the be. border, there is... Kurjata the, be kidding me. The, There actually is, I, I looked up Kurjat and there actually is an Indian TV show called like After Kurjat or something like oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I think the idea was the British are right across the border, so you get some Western guys in so Ohio. So it's like, it's not that crazy, it's kind of Westernized I don't, in a way anyway. Yeah, I don't think okay, so. Gotcha. Uh, so he pretty much had unlimited powers as long as he collected taxes and people didn't go apeshit and riot or whatever. <laughs> well, pretty low bar. While Josiah was there, a reverend came to Gurjat. He was a Bavarian Jew who had converted to Catholicism, then Lutheranism, then Angelicism, and now he was traveling all over Asia trying to convert all the people of Asia to the Church of England. Okay. So, so he's going big. Really, yeah. He's going super Playing big. the field. He was also looking for the ten lost ten tribes of Israel. So Sure. So he had a to-do list. He's got a lot. He's got sure. A, a lot big, on his plate. Big plate. Sure. When he arrived, he immediately went to see the governor, expecting to find a Sikh. But as he arrived, he heard the governor whistling Yankee Doodle Dandy. Oh, hello, I'm in charge. I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy. Hey, welcome to Afghanistan, my man. I'm the governor of Kurjat. Nothing weird here. Come on in. What kind of beer you like, huh? Uh, technically, he's in Pakistan now. What we hey, would call Pakistan. whatever. All right. Point um, is, I'm running the ship. <laughs> so he comes around the corner, Woo. and this white guy, he's surprised, and he sees a white guy. Sure. And then Josiah says, quote, I'm a free citizen of the United States from the state of Pennsylvania, city of Philadelphia. I'm the son of a Quaker. I'm now, I'm Ma- now picturing Matthew McConaughey in this part. Yeah. Okay. Hey. hey, all right. I'm a free citizen of the United States of America. Don't worry about a thing, man. Ride that camel. We got everything you need. <laughs> <laughs> so the two men, the Reverend and Josiah, became friends. And Jos- Josiah opened up. And he told the Reverend, Reverend that he was in love with Elizabeth Swaim. Oh, my God. Let it go. What the fuck? I mean, these it's are... Like a fucking decade are, later. He's like, some, man, I had a lady. And by the way, if, if like you're her and you're able to hear what the breakup did to him, you're like, I should have just married him. Holy shit. Holy I mean, fuck. Good I mean, God. I, he went. Holy shit. Oh he boy. went bug fuck. Yeah. Did you try meeting another girl? No, I tried to become the king of Afghanistan. <laughs> you get many wives if it, you know, so sort of. Glad you're good, though. Glad we're both good. <laughs> no regrets. 
No regrets. No, do not regret it. No, thing. you you met Harry. Here's I, my nuts. Yeah. Oh, sorry. They got cut off. <laughs> if you want in those, Pakistan, yeah. because I left the toilet seat up. <laughs> he likes it down for yeah. some reason. I didn't know. I didn't know he likes it down. I figured he wanted it up. Oh. So he also told him because of this, he was never going back to America. So he's still, though he wasn't so in love that he wasn't getting some action, Ranjit awarded men who served him with concubines, and Josiah had several. Wow. Josiah also told the reverend, reverend that he wanted to rule all of Afghanistan as a monarchy. <laughs> like his hero, Alexander the Great. He really is going to that prototype. <laughs> he said, he also said, though, how much he liked George Washington, Adams, and Jefferson, and, and enjoyed the Declaration of Independence. So he's... A little bit of a... It's a little contradictory. Waffler. Yeah. Yeah, he's... I kind of like monarchies. I kind of like doing it on your own. It's yeah. hard. It's hard. I like the eagles. I like the cowboys. Uh, don't even... It's a comparison. Don't even. I no, don't do it. What? What? Did you say? That was like. Did the, you say dog killer? That is the sweetest heckle of all time. Sorry. Did you? No, no, did no. I hear dog? No, no. And to be fair, he was doing that on the Falcons. You guys, you said we accept your track record, and that's God. You know. It's good. Mm, it's good. Right, uh, it's good. Let's keep going. <laughs> Your rival, your rival team there, quarterbacks are rapists. So Keep now. <laughs> Why don't we talk sports more often, Dave? <laughs> you and I never get into it. Now, Josiah wasn't the only European governor. They were rare, but there were a couple others around. There were two Italian mercenaries, but unlike Josiah, they were super into using violence to control their populations. And when Josiah cracked down on violence in his territory without using brutality, the governors got really pissed at him and Whoa, stopped, stopped talking to him. Hey, what are you doing, huh? Hey, you cut the balls off. Hey. You stab him in the face. Come on. How are you going to rule Afghanistan, huh? <laughs> if you're not a cutting off of people's limbs, take a finger. My God, come on. We got a crazy deal here. <laughs> We're a fucking running, you know, there's fucking quick governors. Oh, he's a fading. It's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. Yeah, it's not a easy. It's like a spicy meatball. He's, oh, here we go. Welcome, Governor of Stereotype. Uh, he uh, rules with a linguine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So the man uh, who became Josiah's closest friend at the time was an alchemist. Who? <laughs> uh, yes, here we go. Alchemist. He's yeah. just a guy who turns metal into gold. Sure. Now Josiah had previously met him in uh, Peshawar. Uh, he also moonlighted as a doctor. Well, this, this guy. <laughs> it, well, you know we have something in common. <laughs> I'm also full of it. You're oh, getting along great. Uh, really? There oh, was I've, a guy I've, I've performed, I told... I performed uh, a lot of surgeries that I, told, I should not have been in. I told the, I told I the guy... I one time sneezed in a guy. I threw up in a guy. And then I go, no, 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 I'm trying to. I go, I'm supposed to. Played it, I was hammered. I mean, I just... I like to have fun. 
I told the guy that I was a doctor once. Sure. And, uh, but I'm not, and now uh, I don't have a butthole. He, he took it. <laughs> he cut it out uh, at a picnic. You told the guy you weren't a doctor? Well, I said I was, and then I was like, ha, I was, I was kidding, and then, they, and then they flipped me over. I actually have a surgery that I think could help you. <laughs> they just took it out. As what, a non-doctor. That's why I'm here. I would like a... Have you heard squirrels, of front holes? Squirrels. Butthole. Okay, uh, well, that's... Put we'll into mine. Oh, that, that's nuts, and... No one knew the alchemist's name, but Josiah called him the movie, which meant Islamic scholar. He said he was a member of a secretive 15th century alchemist group, and many in Peshawar believed he knew medical secrets because of his association. Back when they originally met, the movie had told people his alchemy could only work if he was given a large amount of fish... (laughs) A large amount of large fish from a river. Uh, A large amount of large fish from a river. The people went to work and eventually caught the required amount of fish. How many fish? I don't know, but it was a lot. A lot of large fish? But then right at that moment, the movie suddenly remembered that all the fish had to be the same sex. Sorry, I, boy. They all got to be dudes. I hate to be the guy who regrets not saying dressing on the side here, but uh, I want it all identically sized genital fish. You know me. (laughs) I've got a rider. Unfortunately, he remembered this right after the fishing season ended, and at this point, Josiah recognized that this guy might be a fraud. But for whatever reason, they remained friends, and this guy came to visit him. Wait, sorry, why did he think he was a fraud? Because Because the fish thing. He was like, that's not a, you're not an alchemist. You're just, you're playing a fish game on us. (laughs) What kind of alchemist are you? More fish. So the movie shows up at the, the governor's palace. Uh, he taught Josiah about uh, Arabia, and in return, Josiah, he wanted Josiah to sponsor him to join a Masonic lodge. Okay. Fair trade. He thought that was the key to finding the Philosopher's Stone, which is all the movie was about. So he's on anyway. some side of, like, Indiana Jones plot. So that's... That's who Josiah's hanging out with. So he's just looking for That's a stone his... that he thinks he can find through masonry. Yeah. Okay. The Masonic. The, yeah, sure. the masons. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, Fair plan. On August... I'll 19th, intern. Whatever they need. I just want to get hands on that stone. <laughs> on August 19, 1835, Ranjit had a stroke. Afterwards, he had slur speech and demanded Josiah use Western medicine to cure him. Uh, to fix the stroke. Yep. Sure. Now, back then... It was believed that running electrical currents through the body... Oh, shit. Already bad. Oh, shit. Okay. So it it was believed that if you ran electricity through someone, that would fix a stroke. That would heal them. Okay. So Josiah had an electrical machine brought in so he could electrocute Ranjit, the uh, emperor. He did it, and while it did not fix Ranjit's speech, it did help him with his leisure time. And Rajit was very proud that he was physically tough. And when he discovered electricity could travel from one person to another if they were touching, he came up with an awesome idea. No, he did not. No, he did not. He, 
He had all the people in his court hold hands in a line. What the fuck? <laughs> what? Uh, and then he'd have one guy hold Ranjit's hand while he was being electrified, and then everyone would let go and scream in pain, and Ranjit would laugh and really enjoy the fun. Wait, wait, wait. So <laughs> he's pranking? Are these pranks? Yeah, well, I mean, ha- painful pranks, but yeah, yeah. but you, like, the fact that he's like, it starts with me, it'll be hilarious. <laughs> so he just kept doing that over and over again. Uh, well, how many more times are you going to hold hands? Uh, I don't want they to, don't, Reggie. They don't have a choice. They're all his slaves or whatever. But like, he they still kinda... is like, <laughs> <laughs> Better than losing a nose. I got you again. It was electrified. <laughs> okay, let's hold hands this time for real. Come on, no, uh, no more, no more. Oh, Hold hands. No. Uh, <laughs> woo! I did it again. <laughs> I said I wasn't, and I yeah, did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's really all that system. No oh. more, no more. Like, I'm done. I had fun. We all had fun. Huh? I hate. Old, you. old hands. I, I hate you. Can you cut my? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's getting. It's stopping funny, and that's funny again. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. Let's hold hands. <laughs> now, one day, someone told Ranjit that Josiah had an alchemist living with him. Sure. He was not pleased. Having a man who could turn simple metals into gold or silver without telling Ranjit was treasonous. Because Ranjit expected... So that's what treason is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's unclear. <laughs> Yeah. He'll tweet that tomorrow. <laughs> if you have an alchemist, <laughs> my son is not an alchemist. Ranjit has unbelievable character. <laughs> He's a high quality person. <laughs> so he thinks that he's be getting fucked out of profits and he thinks Josiah is making counterfeit coins through the alchemists. So, so the prophet's mad about profits. The prophet's mad about but he's also mad about a fake guy who can't do anything. Right. Okay. <laughs> so Josiah uh, flees in fear for his life. Okay. Interesting. Josiah headed back to Afghanistan and back to Muhammad Khan. Hey baby. Hey. What Hate you to be this to? guy. Hold the boombox. It's weird over there. And, oh, uh, man, I yeah. missed you so much. You're cool. Take me back. I just... Uh, here's a bunch of same genital, same size fish. <laughs> I've been in a weird headspace. <laughs> so when jo- Josiah was in Kabul, he ran into one of the two English deserters Deserters who pretended he was from Kentucky. Oh, hello. Oh, yes. Uh, we're a couple of Kentucky. Oh, it's him. Never mind. No need for the ruse, Clark. He already knows our secret. We're from Kentucky. You're oh, sorry. We're not. Sorry. Now, force of habit. Josiah was still angry at this guy for deserting his army. Right. So Josiah sent a letter to the East India Company telling them... <laughs> That the guy was using an alias, and then his actual name was James Lewis, and he was a deserter from the East India Company who had been sentenced to death for desertion. Jesus. 
bad. So he up. thinks this guy's going to get taken and, and executed. Sure. But the company did not do what Josiah expected. Instead, they decided to use the fake Kentuckian as a spy. <laughs> you mean I've got to go undercover <laughs> again? Well, as I call it, deep where, Kentucky. Where am I from this time? I'm pretty precise about pinpointing the accents of the place I'm supposed to be from. You tell me, and I'll do an absolutely perfect mimic of it. Like right now, when I'm doing my Kentucky accent. I'm actually not from Kentucky at all. I'm English. Blimey. Sorry? I was doing an English guy. Oh. I said, blimey. Oh, right, yes. Obviously, his story checks out as well. <laughs> Two English faux Kentuckians we are. You've got blimey here and chatterbox over here, but we're... Work in tandem quite well, I think you'll find. Name any accent, we can do it. Go ahead. Yes, we're from Italy. Hello, Governor. Yes. The two of us love Florence. That's where we're from. We're Italians. Yes. Spicy meatball. He's got a high batting average. I'll say that about Clark. You like a cannoli? Don't push it. <laughs> Linguini. I'm not going to lie, your accent sounds quite off. An Italian sounds like this. Hello, Governor. Better, better. Regional too, which I love. So... <laughs> So they hire the fake Kentucky guy as a spy. And as a spy, he tells the East India Company that Josiah was, quote, violent and unprincipled. And we're from Albany. <laughs> <laughs> then in March, the British governor general of India received a letter from Mohammed Khan, which was, for some reason, written in English with a flowery style and used a number of American phrases. Sounds like Khan. The letter, like Khan. The letter asked the British to make Ranjit return from Peshawar to Afghanistan, but Muhammad Khan did not know English, and it seemed like Josiah was the actual author of the letter. No. Now, the governor general replied, quote, My friend, you are aware that it is not the practice of the British government to interfere with the affairs of independent states. <laughs> oh! what Dave said. <laughs> Tears later. I mean, once or twice. Tears later, they would invade Afghanistan. Well, uh, For now, Afghanistan uh, had no army. So uh, Muhammad Khan wanted Josiah to train his fighters how to fight the Western style of war. The French had trained the Sikhs, and now Khan wanted in on the action. So Josiah did it. When Ranjit's son was getting married... He called the best of his army from the border to have a parade. Of the... course he would. That's an important thing. So Muhammad Khan took advantage and attacked with Josiah acting as a special military advisor. Okay, wait, sorry. So he... So now he's attacking right. Afghanistan. They're attacking now Pakistan, India. During area. a parade. Yeah, well, while, during a wedding slash parade. Sure. Situation. Okay, just wanted to clear up that part. Um, and then they're using a guy who read about Alexander the Great. 
<laughs> the Afghans. Josiah the mediocre. The Afghans defeated the Sikhs, and Ranjit's favorite general was killed. Uh, now, Muhammad Khan had changed over the years. After he turned 30, he stopped drinking and having orgies. <laughs> well, I think those two go hand in hand a little. <laughs> While Josiah thought uh, Khan was modest and polite, he also said Khan was capable of, quote, the most revealing cruelty and greedy for gold and was very cynical. Sounds right. In September 1837, a Scotsman named Alexander Burns arrived in Kabul. Oh, my God. Alexander Burns. <laughs> he had been sent by the East India Company <laughs> to act it's as... It's my friend's name. Oh, it, oh right. Yeah. That's it. That, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> hey, buddy. He is going to be listening to this, and his head will blow up. I mean, he's going <laughs> to... Okay, sorry. It's a quick sidebar. Um... So he's been sent by the East India Company to act as their local agent. Josiah did not like having another Westerner with power in Kabul, and he and Josiah quickly became rivals. Hello, Josiah. Josiah said Burns was, quote, remarkable only for his uh, obstinacy and stupidity. Fair. <laughs> now the only three white men in Kabul were Burns, Josiah, and the spy-slash-fake Kentucky guy. <laughs> well, they, this is quite a team we have going. Is this the plot to Rat Race? <laughs> <laughs> and they all I, hate each other's guts. I mean, you can't have a better combo going on right now. <laughs> I don't like him. He's the worst. We're from Kentucky. Now, having Quaker in his blood, Josiah hated slavery. Now, the Uzbeks were known as slave traders. With uh, Muhammad Khan's backing, in 1838, Josiah set out to attack an Uzbek slave trader and warlord named Beg. Named Beg? Beg. Beg? B-E-G, Beg. Beg, okay. Uh, Josiah wanted to show that a modern army could cross the Hindu Kush mountains. He took 1,400 cavalry... 1,100 infantry and 1,500 others. He, <laughs> Why are you laughing? You know something. It's just an inside joke about a certain word. He brought an elephant. Right. I just, I'm just thinking of he people's heads popping. I'm laughing at them. He also brought an elephant, and he was seriously trying to recreate exactly what Alexander the Great had done. That is quite a thing to do. I mean, but the, the elephant, does it have any use at this moment? Or this is just an homage. Well, when you get somewhere and you have an elephant, you, it, the elephant can fucking charge and smash the place. Yeah. I mean, elephants are nice are, they're, they're training smash elephants? Yeah. That's quite a claim. They have From what I've seen, elephants. they're not defensive of humans. They're uh, worried by them. Yeah, but when you, when you are mean to them, they okay. run through walls. Well, we're getting on the questions. Let's stop the Q&A. Uh, so ball-related. So, but here's the thing. He found out exactly what Alexander the Great had found out which is that elephants don't like going over big, cold mountains. It's weird, that, because they're used to them. Yeah. The mountain, you should get a mountain elephant, though. Yeah. So he right. had to send his elephant back. But Josiah... Send it back? Yeah, he was like, get out of here, elephant. Just like Alexander the Great did, I'm sending you down the mountain. Oh, God. I mean, if you're, uh, if you're in charge of the elephant, you're like, what? No. Oh, shit. Uh, I told you. Uh, this is like Okja. Keep going. 
But Josiah continued. When he was uh, 12,500 feet above sea level, high up in the mountains, he raised the American flag. Why? For who? He's out For, of his mind. Because he's, he's just, he he's thinks it's the crazy. moon? Yeah. He had his troops fire a 26-gun salute. Because he's like, we're at the top. What is he at this point? He, is he every culture? He wrote, I'm a French-American surgeon trying to be the king of Afghanistan. Meet my elephant. America! <laughs> He wrote, quote, the star-spangled banner gracefully waved amid the icy peaks and soilless rugged rocks of the region, seeming scared to the solitude of an undisturbed eternity. So oh, just like wow. Jer- I mean, just burn the poetry book. what he wrote. Josiah Harlan then led his army down the other side of the mountains. He picked up some locals on the way. They were called the Hazara, uh, and they were people who were constantly being raided, raided and taken away as slaves. Josiah then attacked the fortress of the slave trader Beg and quickly destroyed it, defeating him. Now all the Hazara wanted to be friends with Josiah. One, Refi Beg Hazara, was a prince of Gore, an area in the central western part of Afghanistan. Josiah stayed in Refi's stronghold for a long time, and at the end of his stay, Refi, uh, they, they made a little bargain. Josiah would train Rafi's army, and in return, Rafi would make Josiah no. and all of his heirs for eternity what? the Prince of Gore. Josiah Harlan of Philadelphia was now royalty. Man, fuck trying to be president. <laughs> Shoot for the stars. These are moon shoots. At that moment, he was just probably like, holy shit, what? It worked! How? I told you, Elizabeth! You fucking bitch! You could have had a prince! Okay, all right, you, can, you, you, will, you will live in eternity with all your heirs, so relax. I mean, Elizabeth is a... Fuck you! You don't leave a prince! It... Boy, you showed her what a catch you are, huh? (laughs) Well, the first thing I want to say is, fuck you, Elizabeth. (laughs) This is so awesome. And if you hadn't broken up with me, I wouldn't be a prince. And you fucked up. And you fucked up big. And I'm a prince now. And you're not a princess. And you could have been. But if you hadn't done me, I would have pursued this. But I did. And I am. And you're not. And I'm me. And I hope you're happy with that guy who, you know, works with metal. <laughs> That'll be good luck with him. Yeah. I know a guy that can turn metal into gold for fish. Yeah. <laughs> and when I say fish, yes, I mean the same gender and size. Uh, dummy. Also, Elizabeth, if you're listening, take me back. I need you. So much, and you are all up. You are so. I don't want to be a prince. I want to be in your arms, baby. I will stop all this if you just say you love me back. (laughs) She sent a letter to the boat. So the Prince of Gore, Josiah, went off 
and attacked another Uzbek slaver and freed about 400 slaves. He then went, went to another slave fortress. And on the way, Josiah noted how disappointed uh, it was that the Uzbeks were more interested in raiding for slaves than enjoying the local plants. <laughs> Meaning? Quote, little attention is bestowed upon the elegant in horticulture. Their flowers are, consequently, few and not of a pleasing variety. What a weirdo. He digs a fucking nice front yard. Well, you all have to if you want one. I mean, what, if you walk by a house Don't. and it's got a bunch of slaves in the front yard instead of a bunch of flowers, you're like, that's gross. So call them on it. You should be like, you should plant flowers instead of having slaves. It's the same thing. You'll just plant flowers. Take my card. I'm a prince. Yeah, uh, under my job, fuck you, Elizabeth, is the job title. (laughs) She's just this idiot who, if I could have back, I would. I'm like, either way, have me back, don't. Preferably do. I'll do anything for you. You matter to me so much and complete me. I'm good either way. (laughs) But I'll kill myself if she doesn't have my heart in her hand. She's got the softest skin, you know? It's just nuts. <laughs> Smells good when she doesn't put anything on, too. That's the thing about her. Got a good hum. Does she like flowers, by chance? Oh, man. I'm fucking the flowers. <laughs> when Josiah arrived at the next fortress, his reputation preceded him. The Uzbek slaver came out and quickly surrendered without a fight. The slaver agreed to recognize... Khan as the emir of Afghanistan and to stop being a slaver altogether. Josiah then headed back to Kabul, now a prince and a conqueror, and feeling very Alexander the Greatish. Alexander the Good. But that wouldn't last long. Sure. When he got to Kabul, the British had arrived. They were now pushing westward. A bunch of Kentucky guys are here. (laughs) They got the voice. They occupied the sitting. This was the beginning stage of the first Anglo-Afghan war, and the British put Al-Mulk, the castrator, back in charge of Kabul. Al-Mulk had not changed. He had a proclamation read, quote, Everyone is commanded not ascend the heights of the vicinity of the royal harem under the pain of being disemboweled alive. May the king live forever. Quite an ending. Was that a tweet? <laughs> That is very much like a Trump tweet. That's under 140 characters, and it's got a lot of twists. If you, if you did that in, in Trump's uh, word, it would be like, uh, everyone cannot fuck prostitutes or else you'll have your guts ripped out. USA! Sad. <laughs> Sad. Josiah quickly went from the top of the heap to a guy who now just completely didn't matter. He also didn't like the British, and he didn't like the way they ruled. So Josiah decided to come back to America. Whoa. Okay, but uh, we, he's a fucking prince, so yeah, he thinks he's going to roll in and be like, what's up, Elizabeth? No, is that true? Is he going to see uh, her how, again? Why else would it be happening? Shut up. We're about to have a castaway moment. No, wait. I don't, I don't think it. Yeah, it, I wish. Was this the package you sent? No, I have five kids, and I'm happy. Cool. Um, bye. Ah! <laughs> 
the British saw Josiah and the way he was treated by locals differently. The British claimed that Josiah had convinced locals that he was a god. And the British did not like Josiah at all. He had, quote, gone native, which was strongly disapproved of by the British. He had what? Gone native. So he, he instead of acting better than them, he just lived their lifestyle. And, and, and they despised that. Yes. Right. The British okay. do not believe in that. Right. Uh, hence the dead American Indians. He had trained the Afghans to fight the European way, which had also shifted the balance of power. So okay. the other thing that he had done was he had taught them how to fight the fucking The British. European way is where you say so sorry after you kill someone, right? <laughs> sorry about that, mate. When Josiah landed in the United States, word got out about his adventures, and he was honored as a national hero. This is... This... You... you what is this life he has? He's just like, I don't know what's going on. I'm a prince who's getting an American award. Let's do this. You don't draw it up in the sand like this. <laughs> he did. He was looking very good. Uh, he, he was very good at working the press. How and, was he looking? And he was looking good. Okay, good. But he asked them not to focus on his royal title. Quote, he looks upon kingdoms and principalities as a frivolous import when set in opposition to the honorable and esteemable title. Of American citizen. So he's an amazing bullshitter. Amazing bullshitter. He doesn't give a flying fuck about being an American citizen. He wrote Sounds a book. like he does. <laughs> he's reading the right script. I'm from England. <laughs> he wrote a book called A Memoir of India and Afghanistan with observations upon the present critical state and future prospects of those countries. It's a catchy long. title. It's long. It's long. Why not just go with what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Seems also good. It was published in Philadelphia. After that, Josiah's popularity quickly faded. Oh. He Here come the batteries. He had been working on a much longer book called The British Empire in India, but before he was done writing it, the British force was annihilated and retreated, totally fucking up everything he had written in the book. Was that the title? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than the first one. Though it got a lot of press in the United States, uh, Josiah quickly wrote and published a book called A Memoir of India and Afghanistan. He attacked British imperialism in the book. He also explained how easily Russia could, if they wanted, attack and do serious damage to the British in Asia. This was not something the British wanted out there. He was denounced in England for doing this, but at the same time, historians and British strategists secretly devoured his book. He was clearly onto something. Americans weren't as upset, but he never published another book again. As he slowly ran out of money, Josiah started looking for new things to do. Here we go. He came up with a new plan and started lobbying the United States government to import camels and set them up in the western United States. All righty. Any questions? No? They'll do fine. His They're used to the seasons. His actual plan was that the government would decide to get them from Afghanistan and he would be sent as the purchasing agent. So he's really so just, he, his whole he's plan, trying to get back to Afghanistan. He just wants a free trip? Yeah, he wants to get back to where he's a prince. Because right now he's just a fucking citizen. You know, like, we need our camels. Am I right? Yeah. Who's in favor? Uh, okay. Great. I should pick them. <laughs> Am I nuts or I'll just pick them? 
Do you know how to pick a nice ripe camel? Oh, you got to feel the humps. You got to get them ripe. Yeah. You don't. You want it not too hard, not too soft. You want it right in the middle where there's a little squish. And then you buy it. Send me there. He did uh, end up convincing the government that camels were a smart invested. Well, investment. we're not stupid. Obviously, we need camels. <laughs> so we like what you're saying. Good pitch. We'll but. give you 10% of your company for $100,000, but we get one hump in perpetuity. People who don't watch Shark Tank are super lost. No, it's on Hump Tank. But the government decided to get the camels from Africa and use a Turkish immigrant. So to they, get they actually took his bullshit idea and he didn't get his trip. They were like, we found a cheaper camel guy. Yeah. He's like, they won't live here, idiots. <laughs> I just wanted a flight. <laughs> he, met a, he met a new woman. Her name was Elizabeth Shut Baker. Shut up. I, what? Elizabeth Baker, not Elizabeth Swain. But still another Elizabeth. He was like, you'll do. I've got a dress that I think you'll like. I can and a wig. I can Let close, me do your makeup. I can close my eyes when I fuck you and call you Elizabeth. <laughs> Here, put this mask on. Say we've been married for a long time. Oh, you'll do fine. <laughs> you'll do fine. You'll do fine. <laughs> you'll do. You'll do. You'll do. It's actually I do. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Okay. My sweet baby. I'm a prince. I now pronounce you... <laughs> Sadness and white. Yeah. <laughs> they married in May 1849 in Chester County. She was a Quaker. Her family were very upset she had married a man who had fought in wars. But he was readmitted back into the Quakers after a judgment against him for violating the rules of pacifism In what, was a Quaker withdrawn. court? Yeah, well, like the Quakers, I think you can't a go court? out and... I think if you're a Quaker, you can't um, go to war as a, as a part of a monarchy in Afghanistan. Really? But how do they... It seems, what, do you have to take an oath or something? <laughs> They're uh, <laughs> really per- splitting the house tonight with these puns. You are. It's really just are. like down here, yes. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's, we've got pockets of resistance. Um, yeah, you're not, you're not supposed to fight. They're pacifists. The whole thing is like peace. And, uh, and he went against that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Are we going to get into that part? Oh, no. <laughs> Let me know when he crosses a line for you. He had a daughter in 1852. It is said he doted on her, but he also wrote an unpublished autobiography, and his wife was only mentioned once. Oh. For his entire life, he carried a poem with him. No. No. If this... That Elizabeth Swain had written in 1820. Shut up. It is all for a girl. Right? Yeah. I mean, he just lost. He just was. He came back when he was a prince. He <laughs> carried a fucking poem of the chick who bailed on him that he knew for fucking three weeks all his life. And he got married 
to a woman named Elizabeth so he could fuck her and call her Elizabeth. And he kept a poem from... He knew her for like a month. Hey, honey, I found a poem in your jacket pocket about another Elizabeth. Are we good? This doesn't... This doesn't make men look good. No. (laughs) I don't know, Dave. It's kind of a motivator. His next plan was was to make uh, uh, money. uh, I want to get an island and call it Elizabeth and marry it. (laughs) Uh, Was to make money by talking to the U.S. government into buying Afghan grapes. He spent two years working this angle, but then the Civil War broke out. Oh, boy. At that point, Josiah wrote the Secretary of War and declared that General Josiah Harlan was ready to fight for the Union. He worked in Afghanistan. I mean, good Lord. The government apparently thought this was a good idea. Of course. And he was given, given permission to form, quote, Harlan's Light Cavalry. 41 officers, 1,089 enlisted men. He had no formal rank, and he had never been in the American military and had absolutely no idea how modern warfare worked. Yeah, but he's... But there he went. That's his his rap. He just dives in head first and susses. He was now 62, but said he was 56. Jesus Christ. That's a weird lie, too, back then. That's like not a lot of year difference. <laughs> what are you going with six years for? You know what I mean? Why not swing for the fences a little? You're the guy who became a fucking prince. Six years, and you're just going to say you're... I'm 30. <laughs> I'm dying, but I'm 30. He was named a colonel. Once again, he was fighting against slavery, which he loathed, but he commanded the way a guy who rode an elephant over Afghan mountains did. (laughs) He went big. His treatment of the men was horrendous, which ended in a court-martial. But he was still allowed to fight. Jesus. What... In, on July 15th, 1862, while he was serving in Virginia, he collapsed from a combination of fever, dehydration, and dysentery. Oh, well, so be, he you'll be up shit, tomorrow. You'll be up tomorrow. Just, he just fell off his horse and stuff's coming out of every hole. The grapes! The grapes! <laughs> he was ordered to give up his command and was dismissed from the army on August 19th, 1862, under the grounds he was, quote, Debilitated from diarrhea. Wow, that is. I mean, and and the truth is, not to get too deep into it, but if if back then you have too the, much diarrhea, yeah. this is just not your, your, good. The base, the base standard was just everybody has diarrhea. Yeah, yeah. So if someone's like, he's got bad diarrhea, like poor guy, his kidneys come out. Yeah. He died in San Francisco, where he worked as a doctor. (laughs) And slowly died of tuberculosis. Oh, Jesus Christ. He passed away in 1871. His life would inspire writer Richard Kipling to pen the short story, The Man Who Would Be King, in 1888. It's a great story. In his personal papers, there is an ancient contract written in Persian. The contract is stamped with an intricate oval seal issued by a tribal leader, this contract 
granted him powers that included the absolute and complete possession of his government. His heirs are still princes of Gore, which means Scott Reininger, who was one of the stars of 1978's Dawn of the Dead, is a prince of Gore. In a couple of ways. Holy shit, Dave. Every morning, Scott should wake up and go, thank you, Elizabeth. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Anyway, that's just a classic Philadelphia bro. (laughs) I've been... I've been sitting on that one forever because The Man Who Would Be King is my favorite movie. Uh, you, have you ever seen it? Oh, yeah. It's fucking amazing, and that, that's who it's based on. You haven't seen it? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> you're, my, you're my Elizabeth Swaim. <laughs> that's swaying a lot, Dave. Um... It is. It really, to your point before, it is. It's just crazy the way that a man can process things. We're not good at it. It just. We're not good at it. We're really bad. I think with some proper etiquette and training, we can get there. But you, you can't live in a world where if your heart hurts, you're like, "Well, I'll be a prince. Fuck that girl." (laughs) I'll show her. Well, I mean, look, she broke up with me, so I'm going to take over part of Afghanistan. See other people? Why? I've got land. Pretty sure I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll come back. You'll, you'll come back. You'll see. This is, how every, this is how Enron happens. This is how it all happens. <laughs> just some guy wants to be just like, like y'all like, love me. It's just like some of these guys are like four hugs away from being okay, but it's like, ah, you didn't get your card punched ten times. You just got the six hugs. You needed ten. You're just four hugs away from being okay. So that's why we started our program, Hug a Creep. Um, <laughs> hug a Creep finds creeps who need hugs, and we start... Some, some, some men are okay. We're not all like no, for normal sure. guys. But that's just not... like but that's like everything else we say on the show, I feel like. Like you have to be able to nitpick fucked up stuff from people, no matter what the gender, what the race, what the time, whatever the fuck. You have to be able to look at it objectively. And if you can't look back objectively and at some points go, Holy shit, what the fuck was with white dudes for a long time? That's a problem. Yeah. And people get pissed. And I understand it. I think if you're a white guy, like we're white guys, I think you, you get pissed. You go, oh, come on, leave us alone. It's like you just have to embrace the history a little more and go, you haven't been through a lot. <laughs> as painful as this Facebook era when people are talking shit on you is, take it on the chin and try to take the cliff notes out of it and fucking learn something <laughs> and we'll all be a little better. We don't end on jokes, guys. We never have. 
Thank you so much for coming out. We're doing, we're selling and signing books at the counter out there and posters too. And we'll do pictures, all three. Yep. So we'll be out there in like 10 minutes or so. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Appreciate the fuck out of it. Thank you. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there.